your only source for live campus news. This is The Pulse. Welcome to The Pulse on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. You are listening to The Pulse. I'm Megan Lee and I'm joined by Lynn Harvey and Serena Bayezid. Today we're talking about how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the film industry. But before we get started, we're going to go over the weather in today's headlines. Today continues the trend of sunny skies with a high of 73. It will be clear tonight with a low of 45. Tomorrow it will get a little warmer with a high of 82. From NPR, leaders in the Senate announced they'd reached a deal on the debt limit. The deal comes after debates along party lines for how to avoid the threat of default. Republicans were pushing to use a budget reconciliation strategy, but Democrats opposed using reconciliation, claiming tying the debt limit to budget reconciliation would set a dangerous precedent. Ultimately, the two parties agreed to a deal that would shift the debt limit deadline to early December. The deal would give Congress more time to deliberate over addressing the nation's debt. From the New York Times, Pfizer and BioNTech have asked the Food and Drug Administration to approve emergency use of their COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Case numbers among children have remained at high levels, and approving this request could protect over 28 million people in the U.S. The companies have submitted data supporting their request to the FDA, and a ruling on the matter is expected in November. From ProPublica, few masks, sick kids, packed ERs. How one district's first four weeks of school went bad. At Cobb County School District in Georgia, leadership loosened COVID-19 protocols. The district dished its quarantine protocol for a far more lenient one. As Georgia's largest school district, this was a very dangerous decision to make. With the Delta variant running amok across the world, they decided that the new variant wasn't as severe. Representatives of the school defended this decision by stating that kids are pretty immune and the Delta variant is less lethal. As a result of this, COVID cases ended up rising tremendously between the first and fourth week of school. From the AP, a federal judge ordered Texas to suspend its law banning most abortions in the state. The legislation passed in Texas last month is the most restrictive abortion legislation in the country. The judge's 113-page opinion on the matter, he wrote that the ban violated patients' rights to protect rights protected in the Constitution. Although the law is suspended for now, providers found to be in violation between now and a permanent ruling on the matter could still face the threat of litigation. From the Missourian, the Boone County Commission is expected to vote on the removal of two murals in the Boone County Courthouse. The murals included violent illustrations of the county's history and were created when the courthouse expanded in 1984. From the Texas Tribune, major Texas abortion providers Wary of our next move as judges' ruling offers no protections from lawsuits yet. The ruling made by U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman late Wednesday doesn't protect providers who perform those services during the legal pause on enforcement. While the law makes its way through the higher courts, hours after a federal judge halted Texas' new near-total abortion ban, some clinics were making plans to start providing abortions as soon as possible. However, the ruling doesn't protect these workers Lynn will start us off by breaking down how Hollywood initially responded to the COVID-19 pandemic. On March 11, 2020, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic. 
The panic and alarm that came as a result of this led to a lockdown and many different changes as to how we operate as a society. The world of entertainment, movies, and television was heavily impacted by the pandemic. For some companies, this, initi this initially helped build their revenue and audience base tremendously during the first year of the pandemic. Some businesses that were negatively affected by this change in person interactions to online dealings were Disney amusement parks, movie theaters, and daytime television series. Employees at these venues weren't able to feed their families because everything about their job centers around getting people to come out and engage, and engage in these activities. Directors, producers, and actors weren't able to practice their crafts for a long time during 2020. Unrecognized workers, such as nine to five workers in the entertainment industry that work in movie theaters and at amusement parks, were also unable to attend their places of work. A lot of people did not start realizing the severity of the situ situation until they recognized that their favorite television shows had stopped filming and weren't being shown on TV every week. The safety of people in Hollywood comes before producing content to make more money. However, some television networks did take a huge financial hit during the beginning of the pandemic. There were fewer TV programs and movie releases, which means there's less money coming to the huge networks. Some companies faced a huge raise in viewership and audience interactivity in the year of 2020. The companies that saw a huge surge consisted of Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. These streaming platforms strive off of people being able to stay home and watch television shows from their accounts. Being able to do this took away attention from television stations that you have to catch live. For the most part, television stations don't have many ways you can watch season after season of a television show. This is where online streaming services excel and have an advantage over the likes of USA Network or ABC Television. This also later really weakened viewership on daytime television. Shows that air every day need constant in-person interaction between producers, directors, actors, etc. They have to film much more often than people on Netflix shows or even shows on regular TV. If your state is on lockdown, you won't be able to produce content on a daily basis. Hollywood suffered and gained new competition during this pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon Prime, and the likes thereof were not discussed nearly as much as they are now. Nowadays, there are so many millennials in Generation Z that only watch these streaming networks. And now Megan will summarize the major events in the film industry affected by the pandemic. As the effects of the pandemic continued, certain events confirmed its lasting impacts on the industry. The week of March 19, 2020, box offices in North America reported their lowest ticket sales in 20 years. Across the country, movie theaters were forced to close up to that point. The day before, NATO called on Congress to pass an economic relief bill for cinema workers. Congress managed to pass a, pass a partial aid bill for them on March 26th. By the end of the month, many shuttered theaters began offering concessions and other dining options as part of takeout or delivery services to start to recoup some of their losses. Early in March, NBC Universal announced it would release the second movie in its successful animated musical franchise, Trolls, simultaneously in theaters and for digital rental. Universal released Trolls World Tour on April 10th to low theater sales compared to rental sales that broke the studio's previous rental record. 
The moderate but surprising success of Trolls World Tour prompted Universal CEO to suggest that upcoming Universal films would follow the same simultaneous release model. In response, AMC Theatre's CEO warned that AMC would stop distributing Universal films. AMC owns the largest share of the U.S. theater market. Regal Cinemas later also released a similar statement. AMC eventually reached a deal with Universal that the theater chain would have a 17-day exclusivity window for distribution and a cut of the rental sales. As conventional movie theaters grappled with falling profits, drive-in theaters saw a resurgence in popularity. Thanks to the fact that they naturally reinforced social distancing, drive-in movies made a comeback since their heyday in the mid-20th century. With increasing development of at-home entertainment technology, drive-in slowly became a novelty until just 305 existed in the U.S. in, the, in 2019. Whether or not the pandemic will fully revive the pastime is still up in the air, but the renewed interest in drive-in theaters was enough to keep some for just a little longer. As theater companies began gearing up to reopen in the summer with initial lockdown orders ready to expire, many much-anticipated films originally slated for release in the spring teased a summer release. However, the number of new COVID cases increased in several states, delaying reopenings. This, in turn, further delayed release dates for movies like Disney's Mulan or Warner Brothers' Tenet, both movies originally expected to rake in big at the box office. Mulan would later premiere in early September on Disney's streaming platform Disney Plus as part of its newly unveiled premiere access feature. Although exact profits from streaming sales are hard to pin down, reports indicate that despite the film's turbulent development and release, its success in the streaming market could mean more simultaneous releases from Disney as well. In all, the global entertainment industry took a massive hit in 2020. The Motion Picture Associations, or MPA's report on the state of the industry for the year, found that the global entertainment market declined 19% from 2019. On the other hand, revenue from streaming services actually grew by 35%. The letter at the beginning of the report from the MPA's chairman, Charles Rivkin, explained that the pandemic really just fast-tracked changes already on the horizon for the industry. Ultimately, Rivkin wrote, the COVID-19 crisis has accelerated and intensified changes that were already occurring across the industry. Home entertainment was already an emergent an emerging force, with studios from Sony Pictures to Paramount supplying significant content for their own or other streaming platforms, unquote. He continued, quote, over the past year, Peacock, Disney+, HBO Max, and Netflix have all enabled broader distribution for creators and an even greater choice for consumers, unquote. Over the course of the pandemic, industry insiders, media journalists, and broader public and the, broad, and the broader public has speculated its long-term impact on the industry. Will the pandemic truly herald a new digital era in entertainment? That's a whole separate discussion. And now Serene is gonna tell us about the future of the film industry. The pandemic created a number of major changes in the film industry. Releasing exclusive movies and shows is a long-standing practice for popular streaming platforms like Hulu and Netflix, but the pandemic gave major studios the room to do the same at a blockbuster level. When streaming services became one of the only safe ways for people to watch movies and TV, studios were forced to abandon their regular release practices. 
Many studios opted for simultaneous online and theatrical releases, which, as Megan mentioned earlier, worked surprisingly well for Universal Studios, who chose to release Trolls World Tour as an online rental and in theaters on the same day. Warner Media used a similar method in March with the release of Godzilla vs. Kong, which sold out theaters worldwide. The movie was also released at the same time at no additional cost to HBO Max subscribers and was the most popular movie on the platform. Disney has taken a nearly identical approach to Universal's, releasing most of their recent major films as premier access, giving Disney Plus subscribers the option to pay a one-time fee and watch the film on demand. When COVID-19 vaccines began mass distribution earlier this year, the industry expected an increase in the box office revenue, but was proven wrong with the release of Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon in March. The movie's underwhelming box office performance was caused by its simultaneous release as a premier access film on Disney+. Although Disney doesn't release the figures for any premier access content, it's safe to say that the film performed well on Disney+. Jonathan Cohen of Listen First, a social media analytics company, said there was a, quote, high level of interest, end quote, in the film, which generated over 80,000 posts on Twitter in the two days following its release. The recent success of streaming platforms can also be credited to the lack of leverage theaters now hold over the film industry. Riot and the Last Dragon's poor box office sales prove that the increased demand for on-demand content is only going to continue. Disney's chief executive, Bob Chapek, said at a Morgan Stanley conference that, quote, the consumer is probably more impatient than they've ever been before, end quote, and he believes there's no going back from the pandemic luxuries they've experienced. Disney plans to continue releasing their content in different ways, with some hybrid, with some hybrid releases like Mulan and Raya and the Last Dragon and others exclusively available to Disney Plus subscribers at no extra charge. Every studio has begun creating exclusive content for streaming platforms, and because of the lack of influence theaters now have, these studios have more room to control the exclusivity of content they choose to, re- they choose to release in theaters. Knowing that the film would be successful without a major theatrical release, Disney chose not to release Riot and the Last Dragon in Cinemark Theaters, the third most popular theater chain in the country. The times of three-month delays between theatrical and digital releases are long gone, and all major studios have plans to shorten their exclusivity windows in the next year. Warner Brothers, is de- Warner Brothers is set to decrease their window from 90 days to 45, and Universal has made deals with some theaters to shorten their window to a mere 17 days. But businesses are, of course, still thinking about how they can gain revenue in the new era, in the new era of streaming. The recent decline of cable created the opportunity for streaming platforms to present themselves as a convenient and budget-friendly alternative. But with studio after studio rolling out their own exclusive streaming platforms, the costs are beginning to pile up for subscribers, costs that are eerily similar to cable bundles of the past. This has been The Pulse on KCLU 88.1 FM Columbia. Thank you so much for joining us. We have shows on all weekdays at 5 p.m., excluding Tuesdays. So please feel free to hop on by. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay, stay healthy, and have a great week.